What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Steamer Season 1, Episode 31. Wow. That was clean. Thought I was going to fuck that up. It's another solo podcast. Here with your boy, Greed. Happy Veterans Day. Obviously, it's a day late for those listening, but I don't care. You know it's Veterans Day. But, we got some action to get into tonight. It's just, I feel, I'm happy. It was a happy Monday, and the Eagles didn't even play. There was no stress. Went to work Monday, and was just like, you know what? The Cowboys lost. That that happened. They lose 28-24 to the Vikings. Uncle Kirk, he got out of his recliner, said, hold on, kids. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna get you there. Got it done on the road. Primetime Kirk. You know that whole primetime thing. He doesn't play in primetime. That that's just dumb. He showed up. Uncle Kirk showed up. Dalvin showed up. Vikings look good. They don't even have Thielen on the field. Rudolph's making one-handed touchdowns. What the hell is that? More of the story, the Cowboys lose. Here come the Eagles. Now we're back in the game week. And who's there? Knock, knock. It's Brady, bitch. I'm, I don't know how I feel. I think, I think the, I think the link's going to be vibing. I think we're ready to, you know, if there's a team that can get the Eagles motivation back, this is it. You know, you, like obviously we want the Cowboys and we want to spank them in, in Lincoln Financial, but you know that win over the Patriots Super Bowl holds a lot of uh, morale for the for uh, Philly fans. I don't know. I'm just happy the Cowboys lost. We can celebrate now on Monday and Tuesday and the rest of the week for all I care. But let me, I'm going to step away from sports for a second. I do have a rant to go on today. I told you that as the week goes on, I pick up on shit. This is just, this is fresh. This is not, I don't plan this. I, I, I pick a topic and I give the fresh take. Alright. My rant this week. Another car type rant. When you know, you see, you see shit when you're driving. It doesn't help the fact that after daylight savings happened that I'm driving basically the dark every every which way. But you do still notice this shit. Alright. What is with people putting shit on their cars? Now this is like like random magnets or like things that express your like obviously express your opinion. Then there's flags and shit. Like come on. Alright what is this? What are you advertising? Like, I see, like, a Steelers flag every once in a while. And I'm in Philly. Like, what the hell is that about? Like, how does no one, like, just rip that off? I don't get why you need it on your car. It looks stupid. You're driving around with a little flag, waving back and forth. No. I don't want to sit. You can wear your jersey. Wear your hat. Then your car... Yeah, I don't want to see the flag. And then there's like the little magnets, like 
you express yourself with like your when it gets to like things other than that you can't like just relate to like that like dark shit or like demon shit or something that like it's 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 like it's your own personal opinion or like something that just you know you keep it to yourself i understand you want to express yourself but Again, like, when you park a car or, like, a public place and someone has to, like, walk up to it or walk by it, like, that's your opinion. We get it. Like, I have opinions, but I don't have stuff on my car. You, know, you drive around in it. I understand, like, the people that do it for a job, but, like, it's your car. Have it in your car. I don't know. It, it, it's just, like, Have that positive outlook, like, when you drive, like, when you're going around. I just, you know, you don't make yourself stick out unless you need to. Like, I don't want to be that guy that's driving with, like, a flag stick hanging from my car. And that's, like, I'm that guy. No one wants to be that guy. Apparently now people do. Like, I feel like taken away from the idea that you're you know you're just driving from point A to point B. You go to a tailgate? Alright, fine. You get a pass. I'll give you the pass on the tailgate or an event. Or like uh like the graduation stuff, I understand. But like on a on the Monday to Friday workday basis, if you're doing this every day, I mean come on. Like, don't be, like, you get stuff at, like, my thing is, like, when you go to work and, like, you see something on, like, your car, like, and you have to, like, park and then you have that awkward interaction with someone when you park near them or, like, they park at the same time and basically each door you walk in, you're walking next to them. Like, and then they see your car and it's, like, it could be the telltale sign. Like, you could just have the normal car, not as awkward. Then you got something hanging off. Now you've expressed an opinion. Now the other person is, has to judge you. Because of what you put on your car. Like, come, damn it. Just, just go to work or go somewhere. Nothing. It doesn't make sense. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I am, you are free to your opinion. But it doesn't mean you have to try to force your opinion or express your opinion in such an abstract way that goes out of the normal standard that we're used to it's just like you you have your opinion I agree go ahead go nuts but like when I go to like a like say I go to like an Applebee's or something and I park next to like some like crazy car or something. Or if I'm driving on a highway and there's a flag waving in my face. Like no. No. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. it you know what would be worse though? It would be worse if like bikers did shit like that. Like, if, like a biker wore a cape. Alright now we're talking this is like. He's on the he's on your side of the road. He's wearing a cape or some shit. 
this is where this is where my problems arise right there that would that's like peak level of tolerance right there if you tolerate that let's get a beer I'll give that that's just enough all right I'm going back to sports that was my rant. I, I just, I, I never understood it. All right. I said the Cowboys lost, so the Eagles had to make a move, right? They had to do something to get us fired up. Brandon Brooks got a four-year extension. I'm hype about this. How many people get hype about an offensive lineman contract? I don't know. I am. I'm amped. Why? He's ranked as the best guard in football. We paid him like it. This is just... It's how you establish a really good team. Is that you have a good offensive defensive line. Because that's how the whole game starts. You can have Patrick Mahomes. But if his line can't block for him. And he gets hurt. You don't have him. Or if he doesn't have time to throw. You don't make plays. It starts with the line. Eagles are starting with the Brandon Brooks. You got Lane Johnson there. Yeah, you drafted Dillard. Sumalu, eh. Kelsey, we all know. But that's where it all starts. You know, like, my thing about the Colts was I didn't believe Jacoby had that type of talent. He's obviously proved me wrong. But the reason why he's gotten a really solid chance to prove he has talent is because that offensive line is playing out of its mind. He gets a lot more time to throw. He's more comfortable. He gets time to make decisions. Back when he was on that that crappy Colts team where like they just they they were the worst team in the NFL. They didn't have a line. They had no scheme. They were terrible. If you just look at what your team can be, like they didn't all they they didn't really add a lot of talent around Jacoby. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, they still have T. Y. Hilton. The running back situation, I mean, Marlon Mack's good, but it's never really, like, we wouldn't say it's gone up a tier or something. They added some defensive pieces, obviously. But that offensive line got better. And then they got, Luck was able to get healthy, and then you saw him go to the playoffs. And now they're another team that, obviously, they lost to the Dolphins. That's just Brian Hoyer being Brian Hoyer. You never know what you get with him. He's that backup, Q, he is, he's a solid backup QB. But... That's just, this is like the prime example of a team with a solid offensive line that can show you that what the value really is. The Cowboys are another team. Dak Prescott gets a lot of time to throw. They added route runners to get open for him because he has time to throw. And you see that they have Zeke Elliott, who he got paid as the highest contract. To me, he's not the like he's a great talent. Obviously, he's obviously in the top five consideration. To me, he's not the highest. He shouldn't be the highest paid. I mean, it, it, right now it's McCaffrey, obviously, because just what he does game to game. But you see the running back toll, like, I'm almost thinking Melvin Gordon deserves it. Uh, put Melvin Gordon behind that line. Like, Zeke's a great decision maker. He, he bullies through people. But he's not, you, like, you know what I mean? It's just that that line is very solid. 
So, the, like I said, the Eagles are going to start right where right where we needed to be. It's that that's the offensive line. That trade when we traded when we got Brandon Brooks from Houston, I was like, I've never really heard much of him. I think we got him when he was like what twenty six. But it, it's just been a great pickup ever since. It's a Howie Roseman trade. It was just a great move. I think you're just gonna help Wentz. You you could you don't believe me? Just go put some some scrap in there and see what happens. You know, Brand Brooks is gonna be when you go in the NFC, you know, like champions or the the playoff, the championship or the playoffs, and you see a team with like the the Niners right now, freakish pass rush, or the uh, I mean, it would be the Rams with Donald. Saints are a solid off defensive line. Cowboys are a solid defensive line. It's you, you need it. Seahawks, Jadevian Clowney. So I'm fine with our money going towards Brandon Brooks. If that was what held up the you know, the trading and adding another star player because they were worried we weren't going to sign him because they had to get this Brandon Brooks contract out of the way and maybe another contract. I'm fine with it. I mean, obviously, I wanted the better talent, but hey, like I said, this is this can make or break your team. This is like the, this is the core piece. One that he won't, he helped us win a Super Bowl. We were we can we can establish a run because we have a we have an offensive line like we do. So overall, I'm, I'm happy the Eagles signed him. I'm, I don't care what, about his age. You see what Jason Peters is still he's still playing. He's one of my favorite Eagles. It's a good move, Howie. I'm I'm hype. All right. I'm going to shift into a different conversation about the NFL. And it's the, it's the uh, MVP talk right now. A lot of speculation. I think this is like a really good time to do it because I think we've kind of, you know, separated a few of the candidates. I think it's really come down to three guys right now. I don't know if you can really see... And you could, if if a defense could be nominated, it would be the Patriots' defense. Obviously, they would be a candidate. They wouldn't win, but they would be a candidate if you could nominate a defense. But the NFL MVP, it's probably these three players: Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and then you got. I think you have to put Christian McCaffrey in that conversation, no matter what. I know it's hard to give up to a running back like we gave it to Gurley. But the thing about McCaffrey is that he's getting the yards game to game. Which means that he moves the ball for his team game to game. He's not like Gurley had the touchdown record. That could just be the results of a really good offense. He had a great year, don't get me wrong. But McCaffrey moves your team up and down the field relentlessly. And he does in way too many ways that it's hard it's hard to you know contain him. Russell Wilson basically took 
when you started this year and you looked at his receiving core, you said, who the hell is he throwing to? The way his wide receivers have played, I mean, let me don't get me wrong, I have seen Russell Wilson make like two or three ridiculous throws with Tyler Lockett in that corner of the end zone where it's just, he just has, it, it just has all the tools. He's very accurate, puts the ball where it needs to be, winning mentality, evades pressure. It's just, a, he's just, he's just playing at an elite level. He's, a, he's an elite quarterback. But I always feel like the award goes to the guy that steps up and it has that momentum season. Like, it's never the guy you want to, like, to me, in my personal opinion, it should be Russell Wilson right now. Because I don't think anyone, and don't get me wrong, like, the Niners, like, I, it's hard for me to pick a player from the Niners even though they're still undefeated. At to this point when I recorded this, they are still undefeated. But when you pick a player, like it's got to be someone that's having an outstanding, like that just you can. The Niners are just a solid team. But when you look at the Seahawks, it's Russell Wilson because no one picked this team to be where they are. It was the Rams. People were like the Seahawks will probably be in the middle of the pack. And then they said the Niners, I, I thought the Niners were going to have a better season because they were healthy, and they added some good weapons. But now they've added a really good team. They just have a really balanced team that's like, Garoppolo's playing solid, he hasn't played great. The running game has been great. Like, George Kittle's not having the monster season, but he's having a good season. They added Emmanuel Sanders, who's going to be a great pickup for them. Their defense has been outstanding. It's just like a very balanced team. But then you take Russell Wilson and he's put that team, he's just played for like not turning the ball over. He turned a rookie in DK Metcalf into a star. Lockett, who was an undersized, great, probably the best adjustment to a, a route or like a, a pass in the NFL right now. I just, every, every, he just makes plays. And him and Wilson have that are in sync like that. So my pick would be Russell Wilson. But I haven't said his name yet, and that's Lamar. And I think the way that momentum's going, and it's it's really easy to say after the Bengals week because of what he first off, he had an MVP type play. Every every MVP has a play that, that just defines them for the season. He just had it on that run against the Bengals when he had a sixty, what was it, fifty yard touchdown run. And he, he did the juke where he spun two guys, snatched their ankles. Yeah, that's an, that's an MVP caliber play. I haven't even said Deshaun Watson because it's he's right there. But I think that the numbers are going to favor right now Wilson and Lamar. Deshaun Watson, he also had a play. He got kicked in the eye. Literally, his eye he had a black eye and he threw a touchdown. And his offensive line, he's getting hit more than any other quarterback in the league right now. He just keeps getting up and playing. So right now, I'm ranking it as Wilson, then Lamar, then I'd probably go Watson, McCaffrey, just because I favor the QB over the running back, but I always, I think McCaffrey obviously deserves to be in the conversation. It's just that I don't think the record's going to keep him in the conversation. 
You know what I mean? Like when I when I think of an MVP, I don't think of just stats. And it's hard. This is why it's so hard for a running back to win because they need to hold the record too and just say that you know this is they were obviously the one of the best teams in the league, and this is why, and he's the reason why. Like Christian McCaffrey is playing at a freakish level, but they're not one of the best teams in the league. They're five and four. Time best team in their division. Neither are the Seahawks, but they would be the best team in a lot of divisions right now. So like I'm saying, I think right now the award should go to Russell Wilson. But the way that momentum has gone for this season, it's I think it's going to end up being Lamar Watson. Just because Watson's playing, like I said, Watson's playing at an incredible level. And Lamar, like he's just he's having these these highlights where it's just looking more and more like he's going to be the MVP. Hello, man. Starting starting to pick up. I'm liking the action lately. Some crazy plays yesterday, but we'll see. We all know the NFL MVP ain't going to be Trubisky. That was kind of fucked up. All right. Let's transition to some basketball. Obviously, I mentioned yesterday that the Sixers had a bad loss, 21-point loss to the – or they blew a 21-point lead to the Nuggets. And in my obvious fuck-up was betting on them because that probably made them lose. But I want to. I remember I mentioned this earlier before the season started. Now we're sitting at six and three, just beat the Hornets, and with Ben Simmons out, we're starting to really see the you know the benefits of adding these veteran point guards. I said it, and I'm I'm I've been given two games of exposure, and I'm already feeling way more comfortable with Trey Burke on the floor. This is what we lacked last year. We lacked bench scoring. He came in for 19 minutes against the Hornets. He had 12, 4, and 5. Like, that's great. And if, and if you watch that Nuggets game, our bench played phenomenal. It was one of the best benches bench games I've seen in a while. Even though we lost that game. James Ennis played solid. Furkan played solid. He was hitting... And Furkan's... He's... Just playing at at a high level right now. I mean, it's just he's shocking a lot of people. Mike Scott, you obviously know what you get from him. Kyle Quinn had a solid game. Like we added veteran players that come off the bench and know how to put in good minutes. And I think that the guy that's earned it in the last two games alone is Trey Burke. Now I said that like, all right, he's not. Obviously, his problem in his career has been he has never been consistent. But as a bench player, you don't need to be that consistent. You you're you get your minutes when you earn them off the bench. And if he comes in, he's firing, he's scoring, he's he's got a momentum with the game. This is where you bring him in, and like he's had two solid games in a row. 
Neto, I mean, don't get me wrong. He actually, like, I can't even shit talk Neto. Aul. He's played really well. Like, he, he, he hasn't lost minutes the way he's played. Obviously, I, I always favor an offensive approach, but this we're not an offensive team. We're a defensive team. With the idea we we roll through our our stars with Embiid, Tobias, and, and Simmons. But Simmons isn't obviously not an ISO scorer, but he gets his he gets when he gets his opportunity. So our approach is definitely different. But like I said, there's going to be these games where we're not scoring because that's when you take this approach. You're, you're a team that you're going to have these games, and everyone has games like that, but you're going to be more prone to having these games when your offense throws rolls through a 7-2 big man doing isos, and sometimes he just try, he tries to draw a foul. Like Sometimes you just need a guy to make a better play, like a, like a score or a mid-range jump shot that knows how to create his own shot. This is why I was I was amped when we signed Trey Burke because he's done that. He just hasn't been consistent. Tobias is you know he's not the fastest guy, but he hits his shots and he when he's on he's he's a he's a very good scorer. That's why we had to sign him. You, you reliable scorer that you can you know and starter. So I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to how we you know, especially with these games where you know Simmons went down. Obviously, they're probably not going to rush him back with the shoulder sprain, but because I honestly, why don't I even say they're not going to rush him back? What is he gonna What is he gonna need a minutes restriction on? He's not even gonna shoot. So he'll probably come back, play his 25, 30 minutes first game, and then. Once they show he looks fine, then they'll be good. I think we can survive, especially since we're on a homestand. You can survive. Obviously, he's a big asset for our team. I just think that we need to give more minutes to Trey Burke. Thibault's lost some minutes lately because, I mean, like I said, I think Brett Brown's feeling that sense of we need some offense. And... Bible obviously can't bring that offense, so I think that you know his minutes are going to rely with Simmons. I don't know, I'm letting some steam out. This is why it's the Steamers podcast. You let some let some steam out. I think we're this is I think that our we're setting ourselves up to find out what our roles are. Furkan's earned more minutes. It's only a matter of time until, you know, Brett Brown thinks that we might need to start putting more shooting ability into the lineup and more of a rotational starting starting lineup. You know, based off what you go up against. Also the idea that you're not, you know, you're not overworking Al Horford and Joel Embiid this early in the season. Start resting one of them. Make sure you don't lose Ben Simmons. It's just we got to be cautious. And we have to establish our veterans off the bench and who can fit what role. I want Trey Burke to be getting 15, 20 minutes. 
I'm okay with Furkan with his minutes right now. When he's hitting his shots, he's obviously becoming a weapon. I like I like Thibel coming in for Toby. James Ennis, obviously he comes in. He's a good defensive player. His jump shot is nowhere. I don't know where it is. You got Embiid, Horford. With Mike Scott coming in, basically take out Horford. Kyle Quinn's filling in for some minutes when Embiid's out or when they want to go extra big. I just think that we need it. We need this identity. Six and three right now. I like where we're at. Like I said, the Bucks don't scare me. I don't know. I like. There's not really a team. The the Celtics just lost Hayward. They're still. They weren't going to scare me from the start. Obviously, they have good guard. They have good Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum, who's starting to elevate his game. And Jalen Brown, this is Jalen Brown's time to break out if he wants to. He just got that big contract. You know, no Gordon Hayward. No more Kyrie. It's your time to shine. So the East is, to me, it's ours. It's ours to lose. The West, let it settle. I am loving the fact that the Lakers are on top right now. Because if that's who we have to match up with, I'm okay with that. Give me Simmons and B versus LeBron and Davis any day of the week. Pick two other players in the league that you would actually want to guard LeBron and Anthony Davis. We have them. I don't, I don't pick any other two players. Gobert is maybe the guy on defense, but I think Embiid plays way better. He he dominates Davis. He's bigger offensively, and he, he can guard him on the perimeter defensively, and there's not no way he wants to take him inside. And if they want to start Dwight Howard, let him. Give me Al Horford too. So the way the West is playing out right now, I'm liking it. The Rockets are going to take down whoever they face in the first series and then probably get beaten in the second series. Portland doesn't seem like a threat to me. The Clippers are my threat. We don't know what they really are until they put George and Kawhi on the floor. And I think they're going to ease George back. But that team also has bench and defensive, defensive play. And Landry Shamit, who will probably come in and drop 25 on us because we traded him. So that's how I feel. Sixers are looking good so far. I like where we're at. I think if if they didn't blow that lead against the Nuggets, I think everyone would feel really comfortable where we are. And to think that we almost beat the Nuggets, we should have beat the Nuggets in Denver without Ben Simmons. That's a that's a high note. All right, guys. You know what to do. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Steamers Pod. Scoob has said he will be making his much anticipated return. For the Thursday podcast. So we will have on the deadlocks this week. 
And I'll be getting my follow-up with Cash Out Blackout. Hopefully you're still celebrating. Alright. This was Season 1, Episode 31 of the Steamers Podcast. This is your boy Greed signing off. We'll see you Thursday.